Give me someone who loves like me Up there on the TV or movie Anything would do Cause I've learned surviving isn't living And we deserve way more than A brief romance on an episode or two Yeah, we deserve Something unconventional Hello, Klexiconers, and welcome back to a brand new season of Unconventional, the official Klexicon podcast. I am your hostess, Dana Pickley, and we are about six months out from Klexicon 2020. We are gearing up. We're going to have episodes of Unconventional from now until, well, April to get you geared up. Lots of goodies, lots of great guests, and of course, all Klexicon content all the time. On this episode, we are going to talk to, get this, the Klexicon staff. That means some of our old tried and true favorites who've been here from the beginning and some new folks that you are definitely going to want to meet. You are going to hear directly from the people who make Klexicon happen, uh, what they have in store for this next year, 2020, um, all the experiences that they have grown and learned from in previous years, and just get to know some of the new staff members as well. I think you are really going to enjoy this episode. Please welcome to Unconventional, one of the Klexicon directors from the get-go, Danielle Jablonski. Hey, Danielle. Hey, Dana. How you doing? I'm awesome. I'm so glad to talk to you. We are, what, six months away now? Whew, something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so when you started Klexicon, did you have any idea that it would become the cultural phenomenon that it has become? Oh, totally not. I don't think any of us had any idea. We were just worried about making year one even happen. Um, putting on a, an event like this is incredibly difficult and I think we were just so thankful that we were able to even pull it off we definitely weren't thinking like down the line where will we be so it's very exciting to still be around and still doing good things at what point did you realize that it was going to be a lot bigger than you expected when when did we realize yeah um I don't think we really realized until like day one of event one when there were people queuing down the casino to get into the event and we were like oh my gosh what have we done <laughs> <It's> incredible <laughs> but but until that moment like you, you can see how many tickets are sold and you can see people talking about it and being excited but until you actually see like hundreds of people in line you really can't fathom what you've created <laughs> Well, one of the other directors, Ashley Arnold, who is unfortunately not able to be here with us today, uh, you, the two of you are uh, like you're a power couple. You also work <laughs> together. How do you figure, how do, how do you make that work? Like living together, being together and working together? Um, it just does. I don't know. I, I feel like for queer women, that's actually not that unusual. Um, I mean, my wife and I can barely up. do chores together. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I, I meet a lot of other queer, queer uh, female and non-binary couples who live and work together, and it works out well. So I'm just thankful it does. Um, I think we're a really good team. So 
yay for us. <laughs> How did you figure that out? Like, what, 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 like, when did you first realize, like, oh, like the two of us, like, we can make this work, like, together, and like. I just, I'm just really curious how that all kind of like figured out. Um, well, Ashley and I both kind of joined the Clexicon team, like pretty much when it was announced. Um, we both kind of separately reached out and were like, Hey, this, we want to be involved. How do we help? How do we get involved? Um, and then as soon as we started working together on the team, we realized there was something there between us and it just kind of grew from there. So we were, we really started working together first and then we fell in love. So um, I don't know. It's just been like that from the beginning. So it just works for us. I love a Clexicon romance. <laughs> <laughs> the original Clexicon. The original Clexicon romance. Okay. So while last year was very successful, you also received a lot of feedback from attendees about their experience, good and some less than stellar. How are you taking that feedback and using it to improve the Clexicon experience? One thing I, I like to remind people is that this year was our third big event. It's only the third one we've ever done. Um, and each year there are things that have worked really well and there are things that haven't worked so well. So every year we get feedback, good and bad, and we take that on board and do everything we can to make sure that any issues that we had in that year are never issues again. So our goal is that if we hear something didn't work, we're going to focus really hard on making sure that that area is fixed um, and in the future, I'm, I'm sure every year there will be things that don't work as well as we want. And every year our goal is to make sure that that never happens again and we can improve in every area that needs to be improved. So we definitely have listened to feedback. Um, we've spoken to a lot of people. Um, we've changed up our team and we have some super experienced, awesome people on our team, um, especially some of the areas that were the best last year. Um, we have people on board who are super experienced in making sure that those areas are going to run really smoothly this year and that we're going to be able to make sure that um, everybody in those areas has a fantastic time. And if anything, any issues come up, we're able to address them right away. Um, so hopefully we won't have any of the same issues uh, that we had this year, next year. All, that, all of that stuff will be great. Um, and maybe something else will pop up and we'll, we'll fix that. That's, that's kind of... Um, in my experience so far, that's kind of how events work. There's always going to be something that doesn't quite work the way you want it to, and then you work really hard to fix it. So what are some of the things that you're super excited about this year? Because I know there's a whole bunch of new like activities and events. Like, What are you geeked out yeah. about? Um, well, I'm really excited that we have so many new free events this year. Like, um, one thing that we, we've heard in the past is, you know, like, we'd love to do more stuff in the evening. Um, even though we're in Vegas, people don't necessarily want to go to the Strip. They want to stay with the community and do fun things. So being able to add add more fun things, bringing back the burlesque show, but also, like, adding karaoke. We're doing much more um, evening film events. So there'll be something for people to do every night that don't, won't cost an extra cent. So once you're here and you're at the convention, we're going to keep you entertained for as long as possible if you want to be entertained. And, of course, if you want to go and chill by the pool, feel free. Um, so that's one thing I'm really excited about. I'm also I'm really excited about our guest list this year. We have so many actually queer-identifying actors coming this year. Um, our goal every year is to have more and more actors who not just play queer roles but who actually identify publicly as queer. Um, of course, there are lots of actors who may be queer and we don't know whether they're queer. Right. It's not our place to ask. Exactly. Um, but to have more and more people who are publicly queer and engaging about queerness and um, representation 
and their experience of representation in the industry, I think, is really awesome. So I'm very excited about that, too. Even since the first Clexicon, there's been a lot more people that have been much more comfortable talking about their um, sexual orientation and their identity. And I think that's that's something really special and, and great. And it feels like we're, we're all a part of this pop culture process and it just keeps getting bigger and better. Like I think poly, our culture is starting to shift in a way, and I'd like I'd like to think that we we have a very small part to do with that too, is creating a space that um, makes it so okay to be queer and to celebrate being queer in the industry. I think that I, I love that we have this space that we have actors come to us and say, "This is amazing. I want to come as a queer person and participate because what you're doing is great," and that feels really great for us and our whole team. What would you tell people who are on the fence about attending Clexicon this year? Uh, I would always say to come and check it out if you possibly can. I think that there really is nothing else like it out there in terms of the size and scope of what Clexicon is. Um, we ha- we have such an incredible community of people who come together for four days um, to really geek out about entertainment and TV and books and films. Um, on a level that you just can't find anywhere else. And so if you're interested in fandom or you're a creator or you want to be a creator, like this is such a fantastic place for you to meet people and make connections and really find community. It's also a really great opportunity if you're like like Danielle's saying, if you're a creator, like Clexicon is facilitating this next generation of queer creators. And I think that is something really special. And it's always kind of been there with Clexicon, but the last couple of years it's just really grown. And I think it's so cool. I mean, like is Kat Tremel, uh, who wrote Seasons of Lo- Season of Love. She really started working um, with the pitched production at Clexicon, and now she's got a movie coming out with Tello for the for the holidays. And so it's like I'm seeing so many really cool things coming out of this creator process that's happening during Clexicon and networking happening during Clexicon that I think is really exciting. And I can't wait to see so many of these new things in the future. Personally, favorite things is. From year one, like we had people who the I think it was um, Hillary who won the pitch to production in year yes, one. Yes, for passage. And then in year two, yeah, and then year two came back and workshopped it, and then this past year was able to premiere it. So, like being able to see people make those connections and be inspired by each other and by our guests, and just actually see them go out and create amazing content, and then be able to see that put out there in the world is like amazing. Um, we are all about like, how do we make queer representation better? How do we get more positive queer representation in the media? And we really think that our community is going to do that better than anyone. So I how do agree. We support, how do we support <laughs> our community and people in our community who want to tell stories or who are telling stories? And how do we help them do that? Danielle, where can people reach Clexicon if they have questions or concerns? Like, what's the best way for them to get a hold of the folks at Clexicon? Um, you can DM us through any of our social media platforms. We have a social media team who will try to get back to you as soon as possible. Um, you can also reach us at info at um, Those are both really good ways to get a hold of us if you have any specific questions. And our website also has a lot of information. So if you have some time and you want to dig through, like, 
can see some of the different events we have and the guests and all sorts of information about what's happening. Well, thanks, Danielle. Thank you. <laughs> you all know April Funiestes, who is your lovable AV coordinator and is now one of the Clexicon directors. Helen Kileli might be new to you, but she has joined the Clexicon team as well as the vendor coordinator. I'm so glad to talk to the two of you today. Thanks so much. I know, Helen, you're calling in from Rome. That's a bit of a commute. <laughs> yes, yes. But um, I mean, it's 730 here. So still quite early. Still not too bad. And Helen not has a bad, very, not. very cute kitty cat who is joining us also for this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, April, you've been a part of the Klaxicon team from the very beginning, and you keep growing within the organization. So what was it about Klaxicon that drew you in and keeps you dedicating all this time? Klaxicon was kind of my first um, foray into like actually meeting people from fandom. And um, I've always kind of hid behind my computer screen when I participated in fandom. So it was almost like my coming out, <laughs> if you want to. Um, and I just think that the what we do and the things that we provide and the space that we have for people is is something that is very important to me because as a young person coming out and trying to navigate um, being queer and understanding that part of me, if I had a space like Lexicon, I, I think I would have come to terms with a lot of things a lot quicker and um, it would have been definitely life-changing. And so be able to provide that for other people, for for um, younger people who are growing up. I mean, one of my favorite things was there was a mother who had sent an email to us thanking us uh, about uh, she brought her daughter. I think she was like 16. And it was the first time her daughter was around people who looked like her and mm -hmm. who dressed like her, who enjoyed the things that she did. And I think that's so important at a young age is to find that community. Um, and I think that's what's what's the most important to me and why I do why I participate in and help with the convention. So. Oh, I think that's beautiful. And Helen, you've been helping organize cons throughout Europe, but you're new to the, the, the Clexicon team. So what experiences are you bringing with you to Clexicon? So I've, I've had a, I've done my master's in events management. And, oh, so uh, you're like totally new to this whole thing. <laughs> oh, I have a master's in events. <laughs> And um, I always wanted to uh, work for um, organizing cons around, uh, you know, around Europe because uh, that's the most reachable thing for me. Um, and I've worked for cons here in Italy, in Rome specifically, which is where I've been based for the past years, and also some minor cons in the UK where I did my master's. And um, it. They're, they've always been very interesting, but they've always, I always felt like something was missing, at least on a personal level, uh, because they're obviously cons that are open to the broader public. And so you get, you get some of the LGBT community, but it's not dedicated to them. And um, I think uh, I read, I found out about Klexicon um, online. I was just browsing and I wanted to volunteer for a con somewhere and I found that they were uh, accepting volunteer positions in London uh, and so I jumped on that. And I thought that's, that's where, where I, I knew you from. <laughs> and uh, I just got hooked. I couldn't, you know, 
I saw all of them and I saw the the team and I I, I just thought to myself I want to be a part of that whatever it takes I want to be a part of that because it just looked like a super neat close group of people and um, for the first time I felt like I could work in an environment that where I didn't have to explain who I was and where my sexuality didn't matter mm -hmm. and it wasn't the most important thing about me or the most interesting thing about me and um, it just felt like home and I knew I wanted to be a part of it. Looking forward to uh, bringing all the experience I've gathered through all the cons to this new vendor position that I'm being able to, you know, cover this year and I'm super excited and I just want to make it the best experience for all our vendors. I love in your bio, you, you say that KlexCon is your happy place. And that's, yes. and that's so funny to me because I often refer to it as my happy place as well. So I love that somebody else had <laughs> the same feeling as I do. I'm sure it's a lot of people's happy place, but it was just when I was reading, reading through your bio, I was like, well, that's just nice. <laughs> I mean, right. this is the one thing I don't mind even waking up at four in the morning to do work for Klexicon and say, oh, yay, we're up. We're doing Klexicon stuff. <laughs> April. Dedication. Yeah, seriously, right? April, what have been some of the most meaningful moments for you as a Klexicon team member? Uh, as a Klexicon team member? Oh, I can say what it is as, as just part of Phantom. But um, as a team member, I think it's, it's when you finally kind of just step back and see how everything has fallen to place, like um, seeing the panels being full, seeing people reach out and make new friends. You know, everyone swears that they're introverts and they're not good <laughs> socially, but like Klexicon is the perfect catalyst for all of that because there's just this innate sense of belonging that you have there. So when you see people making those connections, when you see people online talking about their, you know, their little group chats or the fact that Klexicon for a lot of people is a destination spot for them to hang out with all their internet friends. And it's, it's the place to be for them. You know, th those kinds of things on a kind of a broader scale are what, what make me happy to see. Um, and knowing the amount of effort that we put in the amount of time that this takes, um, yeah, I think a lot of people think that it's an easy thing to put on, but when you've got, what, uh, 4,000 attendees coming in and trying to figure out all the different logistics and finding ways to um, evolve and change and, and grow so that the community still feels like it's a place to come, um, an event that needs to be attended, um, yeah. Did I answer the question? <laughs> Beautifully. I also know what probably your most meaningful fan moment was because I was there. You were there. I was oh there. <laughs> that entire hour of Amber Benson from beginning to end was just everything that I've ever imagined like the epitome of my fandom experience would be. Like I felt like I was building to that moment ever since I first joined the Willow and Tara fandom. Like, God, in like the mid-2000s, I was a, a staple on the kitten board, reading all the fanfic, I did fan art, and the reason I edit today is because I was so moved by that relationship back then that I learned how to edit, that I bought an expensive computer so that I can edit all the stuff, and for her to be there and see something that I created, and for me to stand there and watch her watching it, I don't think anything could ever top that moment. That is just... Yep, put a fork in me. I'm <laughs> I, I see a lot of April when I'm at Quexicon because April's often backstage when I'm backstage. She's often on stage when I'm on stage. And 
I, I, you know, normally always a smile, like always working hard. But let me tell you, whenever Ben said <laughs> that panel, April, I'm going to embarrass you a little bit here. You were like weeping, like weeping <laughs> backstage. To admit it. Like, I've never understood. I like watch footage of people going to concerts and how they're, they're just sobbing in the audience. And I thought, oh, that's kind of lame. And then. <laughs> you know, I think you never understand until it happens to you. And in that moment, it was just so, it was just so meaningful to me. It was, it was really lovely. It was, it was a very wonderful, tender moment that is only something that fandom can create. And I was, I was glad to just be like a fly on the wall behind stage. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so memories. <laughs> memories, Helen. So last year, Klexicon got a lot of feedback from vendors how are you helping address those concerns this year? Okay, so we've gathered all the feedback that we received, and um, we're working uh, very hard to make sure that everything is dealt with, everything that was raised, uh, even from little things to um, bigger things. And um, we're going to have also some surprises. Uh, we're changing a little bit the floor plan. I'm not going to say much, but we're <laughs> rethinking the floor plan so that it gives them more it gives all the vendors more exposure and it makes it more open to the public so that people can gather and you know walk in and out for more easily and um we are also going to have a dedicated team of volunteers they'll be only working the vendor floor oh, and so that great. will ensure that i can have a chat with them and train them and make sure that they are always there so even the vendors uh will have familiar faces you know, after three days, you, they get to know them and they'll mm -hmm. know that those are their volunteers and they can refer to them for anything. I'll be there basically from opening to closing. Yeah, you, um, you all don't sleep save, that yeah, time. Yeah, save so maybe maybe a restroom break any now and then or a coffee break. That's even better, more important than the restroom. I'm going to find you, Helen. I'm going to bring you a coffee. Oh, thank you. And um, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I just want to make sure that they know that there's someone there that will be open anything from like needing a pen to a broken chair or needing somebody to look after their table um this year it's going to be a completely different experience for both the attendees and the vendor themselves that is that's awesome to hear i'm really excited that you joined the team you seem really like geeked about this and i love when people are geeked about things also, uh, signs on signs on signs on signs are going to be everywhere yes. to direct yes. people yes. where they need to go, where they want to go, and where things are. <laughs> yes, yes. And we actually have a very cool app this year that will have an interactive map. So oh, cool. uh, everyone will have access to that. And, they, you know, you can just enlarge it. It's kind of like a Google Maps. Just click on it and see where your favorite vendors are located, where they're Water fountains are, exits, uh, autographs, panels, everything will be on the map. And that should Love oh. it. All right. Both of you, what are you most excited about for this year? Helen, you can go first. Oh, God. <laughs> well, um, again, I think I've already kind of said that, but just being part of the staff team this year to me is uh, basically mind-blowing. Um, I... That is the thing I'm most excited about um, because I've been wanting to do that since I, I first saw Glatzicon. And um, I'm really looking forward to being able to work with the artists that I've been emailing back and forth with because they are all extremely talented 
wonderful people and just even the email exchanges are rewarding for being up at all sorts of hours. And so um, that's the one thing I'm most excited about, uh, making this feel like the, they made the right choice coming to Clexico. And I want them to know that they're welcome and that, you know, I want it to feel like they're happy place as well. I want to I wanna just spread the happy place feeling, <laughs> everybody. Um, it's no secret that we received a lot of feedback about this year's convention. And the one thing that I'm most excited about is, um, you know, we, we thought of a hashtag to use and our hashtag now is best year yet. And I think we are building towards a better run convention. And I feel like I'm excited about implementing all the ideas that we, we generated from past feedback um, and putting those in motion and really blowing people away this year. Um, one, knowing that feedback is heard. Two, that change was made. And three, that change was implemented. So I'm, I, I really feel very strongly about the things that we're doing. And, you know, we're, we're not going to be 100% perfect. I think that's a very, very difficult bar to, to put on ourselves, but we can, we're striving to be better every year. And that doesn't happen unless people tell us what's wrong. And in order to grow, um, taking that information and really using it and, and using it as a tool to get better. Mm -hmm. So, um, I feel that with the additions to our team, like Helen, for example, when I talked to Helen, I was blown away by her experience, and I'm really excited to have her on board. Yeah, what, it's a PhD um, in events or something, it was? Like, right. You're the doctor of, doctor of events. Well, I think she's kind doctor of playing of classical. classical. <laughs> I, think, I think what caught me when she said um, that she had done stuff for the Olympic Games in London. Oh, well, hey. Oh, that little, that little thing. Lexicon should yeah. be a walk in the park after that. <laughs> We, we have a lot of strong team members who've joined and uh, we all really work well together and I'm, I'm really happy with the results that we're getting and um, there's just a lot more to come and I hope that everyone comes back and that new people decide to come and it really kind of experience what Clexicon is about. Well, I've had the pleasure of talking to six of you that are movers and shakers making this event happen. I know some of you, I've known some of you for years and some of you are brand new to me, but I'm so impressed by all of you and your dedication and your passion for what you're doing and your and your your humility and your eagerness to learn and to grow. And I think that's so important. And I just cannot wait until April this year to see all of you in action. Definitely going to be a lot more fun, and I'm excited about it as well. Yeah, definitely. So if anyone has questions for either of you in your departments, where should they like message you or email you? What's the best way? Uh, well, you could always send an email to info at clexicon.com. Um, that gets disseminated out to whoever it needs to go out to. Um, I'm also on Twitter. You could find me at Fumatic, or I don't even know what my Twitter handle is. Uh, <laughs> just Yeah, just put in Fumatic. You'll find me in there. <laughs> just look for the Mohawk. <laughs> um, and if any vendor has any questions, you can reach me at vendors at gmail.com. Um, so I, well, not Gmail. No. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's going to go into the ether. Uh, <laughs> vendors at clexicon.com, maybe? Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Actually, scratch that. Um, <laughs> um, vendors can definitely pick me at vendors at clexicon.com. Vendors at clexicon.com. That sounds more, uh, more accurate. <laughs> Thank you, you two. I am so pleased about this conversation. And um, 
do your thing, and I'm going to see you in a couple months. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome you both so much to Unconventional. It's so great to be able to talk to you about our favorite subject, which is Klexicon. Mm-hmm. So, Kay, you're fairly yes. new to the Klexicon team. Can you tell us how you got involved? Um, yeah, I've been a fan going to Klexicon in 2018 and 2019. And um, when I saw that Klexicon was looking for new team members, I definitely wanted to be involved in some way. Um, And then when I saw that an accessibility coordinator was one of the positions, I was like, absolutely perfect. That is precisely my wheelhouse. That's what I do for my my job uh, during the school year. I'm a special education teacher. um, And so I applied immediately (laughs) on the spot. I'm sure I was writing the CTA going to work and was like, yes, I must put everything in. That's so awesome. So Heidi. Now, you became a director for the con in 2018, but you actually have been part of the team since the beginning. I'm curious, what drew you to Klexicon in the first place? Um, I think a lot, uh, it was what kind of drew a lot of fans to Klexa um, and the con. It was just this feeling of wanting to be involved in something. in the aftermath of 307, we all just felt like we needed to be a part of the conversation. We needed to be a part of creating better stories for ourselves. And so when I met Ashley online, um, we instantly kind of clicked. We both lived in the same area. And as she became um, uh, a part of, of Klexicon, she just asked if I wanted to get involved. And I said, yes, right away, whatever you need me to do. Um, I don't have that much experience, but I can do whatever you need me to do. You could have I fooled can... you could have fooled me honestly because I'm back <laughs> whenever I'm backstage, Heidi's backstage. She's always running around with headset on, like suddenly a Snickers bar will appear in my hand because she knows I haven't eaten all day or something. Like you you would never have known that this was just kind of your first rodeo. I'm good at taking care of people. I'm good at kind of serving um spaces and people and kind of figuring out what what maybe somebody needs. And I'm also good at just receiving orders. So <laughs> if you're going to tell me to run from point A to point B, I will be there. If you need me to organize a spreadsheet, I will do that. So I'm kind of one of those jack-of-all-trades type of people. Got it. Well, Kay, so you work in special education. How are you mm-hmm. using your skills in that field to um, bringing those to Klexicon as the accessibility, I guess, director, right? The things that are involved in being a coordinator for Klexicon um, really just sound like what I do every day for my job. So I'm a special education teacher in Chicago Public Schools, which we're on strike right now, hey-o. Um, and, <laughs> and so a lot of my day-to-day is working with my uh, one-to-one students for physical accessibility, um, working with meeting students where they're at with their um, diverse learners is the term we use in Chicago public schools um, because special education can have kind of, uh, people have kind of a negative connotation or an inaccurate connotation that it means um, someone who has cognition issues, which that's not true. Um, And I you know, build like a Zen den at my school. I'm working with my student who has um, uh, ambulatory needs and I'm just running around a classroom of 32 students 
following one of my kids, making sure he doesn't fall over. I'm working with another student who's um, overwhelmed by the sound impact just being in the gymnasium and making sure that he has like the earplugs or headphones that he needs. Um, other students, I'm making sure that we're rewriting um, parts of their curriculum to uh, meet their um, dyscalculia or dyslexia needs um, to just meet all of my students where they're at. And I have witnessed as an adult that has my own um, like diverse learner and sensory integration things um, that it's really hard to navigate as an adult all those spaces because we see it a lot, particularly in public schools where, at least in Chicago public schools, where we really do work as much as we can to meet our students where they're at and give them everything they need to succeed and come up with a multitude of ways for them to exist in the classroom so they can exist in the classroom. But that's not always necessarily the case for adults in the general world. Like riding the train for me is a disaster because it's too loud. There's too many people. It's takes a lot of energy out. Right. And, and that happens a lot at cons. It can be a really overwhelming mm -hmm. experience for people. Yeah, yeah, which is what um, I know what I've seen is that like Clexicon had like a calm space and everything like that. And I just am here to make sure that we're meeting all of our con goers just because we're adults and people kind of expect that as an adult, we can figure it out ourselves. That's not necessarily true. We all need to work as a community to make sure that we can all um, build each other up and have each other have the supports we need so we can all experience things. And that doesn't mean that it's one size fits all. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what did you both learn from last year's event that you're taking into 2020? That's an interesting question <laughs> for me. Last year's Clexicon was such a different experience for me because I went by myself and it was the first time that I like really had to like build a community there on my own. Um, yeah, and I just, I, I heard from a lot of people about like our experience that we were all having. There were a lot of people that they had gone every single year of the con, which I was kind of jealous of because I was like, I'm so new. Um, and that were like con people mm -hmm. that knew what they were doing. So I, I didn't know. I was like, I've never taken a photo with a person that I admire ever in my life. And here I am meeting Amber Benson and, you know, shaking in my Doc Martens. Um, <laughs> so I feel like I got to like survey it in a very different way last year where like now I'm, I, I'm making like a mental list and talking with the Clexicon team about like, like, okay, like this can be different. Like this can be like just in general for that like average person, even if you don't have like a diverse learner or diverse experience, um, uh, piece coming to Clexicon where like maybe you need like headphones or a weighted blanket or crowds are overwhelming or like noise or XYZ or just like getting around is a uh, difficulty um, or take some maneuvering that like everyone has the capacity to be overwhelmed in a lot of positive ways at Clexicon and like how can we meet everyone and then particularly the people that at least I know for myself like I'm easily overwhelmed in those situations, but I know I got my way to blanket, I got my earplugs, I got all my things, we're calmed down. There's so you're bringing your exists. experience as a con goer to your yeah. to your position now, which is a really, mm -hmm. that's a really cool place to, to be and to, to go from. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it'll help just because, um, I don't know, like I remember like where I was like, oh, this is what I felt I needed or what I needed to do or I like have been here before so I can navigate this. So for all of our newbies too, 
I'm here to help with all that stuff. And Heidi, you've watched everything change so much from 2017. I mean, every year you guys get bigger and better. And there are also issues that come up and you get feedback and criticism. And so I, I would love to, to know where, where you're coming from, learning from last year and what you're bringing into this year. With any type of event or um, any type of experience, we just are trying to build upon the prior year. And, um, you know, year one differs so much from year two. Um, this year, you know, when you're running around the convention, as you see me do, um, you're, you're not really noticing those things um, until the very end. There was a lot of regrouping um, after 2019. We just want to, everyone to know that we are looking at all of the um, feedback that came through and that we want everyone to know that we are um, very dedicated to um, looking at each specific feedback and trying to improve upon the last um, convention. Um, I'm also very excited that we have um, some new team members who can help us achieve that this year, like with Kay. And we also have a panelist hospitality um, coordinator coming along, and she will help sort of um, um, help all the panelists just find uh, where they need to go, if anything they, anything they need, any tech issues that they might have. And so just things like that where people are really experienced in their field and can help us um, improve upon specific feedback that we received last year. Yeah, if you go to Klexicon.com and you look at the team, you will see there are new team members, that there are expanded responsibilities and different responsibilities, which was really cool to see. And um, some people I don't even know yet, which um, I'm really excited to meet them this year. Like seeing um, like the p creation of my position alone, like it's, it's a lot to like take on accessibility and as much as like everyone in good faith is like working on it but like since this is my career um this is what i do every day it's a lot of work it's a lot of legal pieces it's a lot of things to like carry to meet each individual and then groups and then how this works within a bigger space for people that don't understand accessibility and do like it's it's great that um i get to be a part of the team for Clexicon and that Clexicon saw like this is, we're becoming a big community and we need to meet everyone in our community where they're at sure, and we're yeah. going to keep this up. Well, speaking of that, so what would you tell someone who has accessibility needs, who is considering coming to Klexicon? Um, that they should come and that if they have any specific things that they feel is maybe more unique to them, that they can reach out to me directly at accessibility at klexicon.com. That's the email for all accessibility cues, questions, concerns. Um, and that they can also check out um, our policies and everything that we have on the website. And it's um, being updated as well to make sure that we have everything fleshed out as much as we can right now. That's Because great. everyone's needs are different. Absolutely. Now, Heidi, I know that you're all working really hard to make this event happen, just like you do every year. Well, what are some of the changes that you are most excited about? Um, we have a bunch of free events happening this year. Yeah. And yay, free. <laughs> and also yeah. um, age, you know, where all ages are welcome. And that's always um, been a challenge being in Las Vegas and being around mm. alcohol and things like that. And so, um, being able to provide like a karaoke event and then the return of speed friending and um, 
you know, the burlesque, they were a huge hit, um, you know, and uh, the the badge pool party, you know, all of those things are um, events that are welcome to all ages, just want people to come, enjoy yourselves, not have to worry about drinking or not drinking, um, and just um, be to ha- just have some events to go throughout the day and also some late night films. And so, you know, if you don't feel like wandering the strip or even setting foot outside of the Tropicana, sure. you know, you have somewhere to go, you have somewhere to be, you can meet people if you want, you can sit by yourself in a, you know, if you like and whatever you want. We're, we're hoping to meet everyone's needs. Well, you're also giving people, Congoers, a lot more bang for their buck this year with these opportunities yes. to spend more time together, like experiencing the con. So you don't have to necessarily yeah. go off strip or do something if you don't want to. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, Kay, I know that you're a big super core nerd. <laughs> um, yes. What is it about that relationship that <laughs> ma- <laughs> that makes it so shippable to you? Have you seen the show? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I'm like literally looking at my Klexicon photo that I have with Amber Benson where I'm dressed like a butch Supergirl. I remember that last year. <laughs> my, my. Um, <laughs> I think that it's it, the, the Lena Luther, Cara Danvers... Cara Zorel relationship is very reminiscent to me of one of my early on ships when I was a, a, a wee gay at the, at the ripe age of 12 um, <laughs> with Faith and Buffy from okay. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There's a lot of that dynamic that's like coming to me, um, a little bit of like Xena Gabrielle dynamic too. Um, I mean, I don't know, like you put like someone who's like tough as steel Irish goddess with like a huge nerd that's actually secretly strong I'm here for it (laughs) (laughs) all right Heidi what about you what's your ride or die fandom um well you know Klexa has been my actually first and last fandom (laughs) first and Um, last like you (laughs) first and last you know they hooked me in and I watched 307 live when it happened and 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 you have forsaken all fandom since I was there for it and then it was gone and then I was like I can't I can't do this again you know literal ride or die I was like ride and die (laughs) (laughs) you died with Lexa it's great oh my gosh oh so now my focus is more on you know above and beyond and you know this is why I'm involved with Lexicon it's just kind of everything trying to um just improve representation across all facets of the media looking forward into the future not necessarily with a fandom you're not willing to get your heart broken again i, I don't think i could do that again <laughs> it's too hard okay it's just too hard i know i've been doing this a long time it's very hard yeah <laughs> well it I was know. so great to talk to both of you and Kay, again tell folks how they can reach you uh for accessibility um they can reach me at accessibility at that's the email. Um, I was about to try and spell it, but that's not one of my strong suits. <laughs> um, you can find it on the uh, Klexicon website as well under the accessibility um, tab. And Kay, let them know how you spell your first name because it's not what you think it is. <laughs> no, I, it's obnoxious. It's Irish. So 
<laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce the accent over the A. Um, so it's K A with a. I. <laughs> not the like regular direction accent over the A, the opposite direction. I'm terrible at this. Um, e G H. I'm also a diverse learner. <laughs> this is <laughs> difficult for me. <laughs> yeah, so. K-A accent over E-G-H. Um, I don't think anyone else spells their name this way because it's obnoxious and Gaelic. <laughs> and Heidi, if people have particular questions or anything that they want to reach you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Are you on Twitter where they should hit you up? You can email me at Heidi at Quexicon.com. Um, and that is the best way to reach me specifically. But for any other questions you might have about the convention, info at Quexicon.com is your best bet. And don't don't you dare bring up fandom. Don't you dare break <laughs> Heidi's heart. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Unconventional. You can find Clexicon on all social media channels at Clexicon. Um, our theme music is by the terrific Stephanie Berlanga. You can find Stephanie's music at stephanieberlanga.com or wherever you buy and stream your music. I am Dana Pickley. You can find me on social media at Dana Pickley. That's two C's, one L. And I hope to see you back here for more episodes of Unconventional. And uh, until next time, this is Dana swearing fealty to you. We deserve Something unconventional